0: Well, good Thursday morning to you. Thank you for joining us today on To Tell Us Die. Well, we've been discussing the armor of God over the last 10 podcasts or so. We've been looking at Ephesians chapter six, verses 10 through 18, at the apostle Paul's admonition to the church at Ephesus to be strong in God's strength and in the power of his might and putting on the whole armor of God. And we have discussed The different aspects of this passage, being strong in supernatural power, we are to realize that we're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against evil forces of darkness, that the battle, the main area of battle is in our minds and the goal of the enemy is to bring dissension, division, contention, strife to destroy interpersonal relationships, particularly between brothers and sisters in Christ, to assault the fellowship of Christ, to stand, Paul said, in the evil day, a day in his own mind, which he was, in one sense you could say, to be able to stand whenever you're assaulted by Satan, but also Paul is thinking about the time ahead, the, the evil day, not an evil day, but the evil day, where which is referred to in Scripture as the day of the Lord, And knowing that the time prior to the return of the Messiah is going to be an intense period of persecution, hardship for believers. And so when that time comes, Paul knows we're going to have to be clothed with God's armor. He wants us to remember this is God's armor. This This is armor that is from God. This is armor that belongs to God. And this is armor that is God. It is God's life in us. And that we are called upon to appropriate god's life in us in order that we might successfully be able to stand against the assaults of the evil one we're fighting a supernatural force not a physical one your brother is never your enemy now the enemy may use people he may use humans to instigate assaults and attacks against you but they are still not your enemy there is a force behind them that is acting upon them in order to bring destruction, ruin to your life as well as to mine. So, we want to get into this whole aspect of God's armor. Now, Paul uses, a lot of people think, oh, Paul's thinking about a Roman soldier. And, you know, he may have had that cross his mind. But the reality is, everything that Paul is going to talk about as it relates to the armor are is drawn from the Old Testament, is drawn a great deal from the prophet Isaiah and the Psalms in referencing God as our deliverer, our protector, different aspects of this armor, the righteousness, the salvation, um, you have truth. All of these things are mentioned in the Old Testament in reference to God's nature and character. Specifically, And so I think more than anything, Paul is drawing from the Old Testament rather than the image of a Roman soldier. And there's also another image in the Old Testament that Paul is drawing from. And that is the image of the high priest, the clothing of the high priest, the breastplate, the sash, the robe, the headgear that he was to wear um, the high priest had God's word in his mouth. Um, so there are a, a lot of things that Paul is able to draw from more than just the armor of a Roman soldier. And so he uses this whole concept of armor. And And, and this isn't the first, you know, this isn't the only place that Paul speaks about the armor of God. When he wrote the church at Thessalonica, he also spoke about the importance of them being clothed with armor. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, beginning in verse 7, he says, For those who sleep, sleep in the night, and those who are drunk are drunk in the night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith or trust or faithfulness, And love. So here's a breastplate of faith and love. And then he says, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. Now he still sticks with the same analogy there. And then he says, for God did not appoint us to wrath, but the obtaining of salvation through our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Therefore, exhort one another and build each other up just as you also are. Doing. And so here he talks about again armor and how necessary it is in our daily walk and then in the daily fight that we find ourselves with the power of darkness. So when Paul, as we go back to Ephesians 6, when Paul begins describing this armor, the first thing that he tells them is. That they are to put on the whole armor of God, everything. It's not a one piece by itself. This they're not standalone pieces, as it were. You're putting you've put on. And see, this is again, this is the whole concept. He says to put this on. In in other places, in Ephesians as well as in Colossians, Paul talks about putting away the ways of the flesh, taking those things off, laying them aside and letting no corrupt speech and so forth come out of our mouth, so on and so forth. And then he talks about us putting on a new man, putting on the new man. In Ephesians 4 verse 24, he speaks of this. We are to put on the new man who in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of truth. Colossians, put off the old man, put on the new. We're taking off the old clothes, as it were. So Paul says in Ephesians 6, we are to put on the whole armor of God. And it's an appropriation. Christ, if you are a believer, you are in union with Jesus and he is in union with you. You live by his life. You are one with him and he is one with you. And so as you live by his life, he is your life. Paul says this, Christ who is our life uh, in Colossians chapter 3. We appropriate his life and his life in us will be. And he is truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation. He is the word of God. He is all of these things. His life in us is all of these things. And so we appropriate by faith these aspects of his life in us and we walk in these things in order to fight the enemy. This is his armor. And it is his life in us. The enemy can't overcome Jesus. He's been defeated by Jesus once and for all. This is not a tit-for-tat thing between God and the devil. He has been once and for all defeated. You and I appropriate by faith his life in us. We choose to live by his life. This is another way of saying be filled with the Spirit. Let God's Spirit fill you to overflowing. Walk in the Spirit. If I'm walking in the Spirit, I'm filled with the Spirit. If my life is being controlled and guided by the Holy Spirit, I'm filled with the Spirit. I'm living under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. I've put on the whole armor of God. These are all interchangeable terms for living the Christian life by the Spirit, by the life of God in us. He is our truth. He is our righteousness. He is our peace. He is he is the one who imparts faith to us, and he is faithful to us. He is our salvation. He is the living word of God, the sword of the spirit. He is all of those things. And so when the enemy comes at me and begins to assault me, I can appropriate these aspects, and we'll see how all this works out in a very practical way as we go through it in our interpersonal relationships, but we appropriate his life by faith and choose to allow him to be these things in us. We trust that. We choose to allow him and trust him to be the truth and give us the truth, to be our righteousness and that we are righteous in him, to give us peace and walk in his peace. And not allow anything to disturb that peace. We won't allow something to come into our life. We won't allow something to control our life that's going to steal and rob us of the peace that the gospel has brought us. The lies of Satan. The lies about other people. The lies about ourselves that the enemy wants to tell us. We choose not to believe those things, but we believe the truth about who we are in him and who he has made us to be. He is our salvation. He, he, he is it. This is the armor of God. And so his life in us is what protects you and I. This is what guards our interpersonal relationships. This was his life and living by his life and me being Christ-like toward other people governs my interpersonal relationships. And when I'm letting Christ live his life through me, and the enemy tries to destroy a relationship, I'm not going to let that happen. I'm going to do the things which are pleasing to God. I'm going to choose to do the things which are honoring to him, which will glorify him by me walking in and under the control of his spirit. So that's first thing. Understand this armor is God, his life in us. It is Christ in us, our hope of glory. And we're going to begin tomorrow, Lord willing, to begin to look at the character of God as Paul draws from the Old Testament passages describing the nature and character of God from Isaiah, from the Psalms, and the prophecies concerning God being these things for us and to us. Well, I hope you have a great day. May the grace and peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be yours in fullest measure. And Lord willing, we will see you again tomorrow.